Today on Hardwired. Praise and worship music is the best type of music to listen to. Listen, if your house is under an oppression, if your house is under attack, if your children are under attack, your finances, your marriage, one of the best things you can do is turn off ABC, NBC, CBS, and all the rest of them. Close People Magazine, find some praise music, crank it up and let it fill your house. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. Last time we were together, we started a brand new series that I've called The Praise Zone. We're learning about praising God. You know, the book of Psalms is just one great big hymn book. Learning how to praise, David encouraging us to praise. David was a praiser and a worshiper. And all through the Bible, not just David, but all the Bible characters, they worshiped God. They were praisers. They knew how to enter his gates with thanksgiving in his courts with praise. And often praise was the weapon that delivered them from trial and the attacks of the enemy. So today, let's get into it again on the Praise Zone. I can't wait to share part two of the message, Praise Entering His Courts. Let's go. God wants to be worshiped and we need to worship Him. Amen? So let's learn about praise today. What is praise? How do you practice praise? And how can we develop the holy habit of praising the Lord as a way of life? You know, there's bad habits, they ruin you. There's good habits, they bless you. I call good habits holy habits. A holy habit is the gift that keeps on giving. If you've got the habit of prayer, it's going to keep on blessing you. If you've got the habit of worship, it's going to keep on blessing you. If you've got the habit of attending the fellowship of God's people, it's going to keep on blessing you. There is a verse in Corinthians where Paul actually talks about people who have addicted themselves to ministering to other people. A holy habit. So how do you develop that holy habit of praise? Do you know the word praise is found in the Bible at least 248 times? Now, if God said it once, we need to do it. But if it's in there 248 times, let me tell you, God likes it. There must be something to praise or he would mention 248 times. I believe that praise is universally practiced by God's creation. God created a praising creation. Now, that's a little bit about praise. Let me talk to you about music. How many in here like music? Oh, don't we love music? Music is so powerful. Music is just addictive, isn't it? We love music. Do you know the Bible has a lot to say about music? A lot. You know why? Because God made it. Music comes from three possible sources, God, Satan, and the world. Those are your three sources for music. 
Now, let's take satanic music for a minute. I've heard satanic music. You've heard satanic music. What is it? What is a satanic song? They are songs that blatantly glorify evil, glorify the occult, and even glorify Satan himself. I know of some of those songs, and I was going to bring a few lyrics, but I decided I can't even say what they say. And yet, many younger believers will turn on this music and listen to really satanic music. And I want to just inform you today with all the authority of the word of God that a believer has no place ever listening to that stuff. You should never bend your ear to one lyric of a satanic song. The Bible says, what fellowship does light have with darkness? How can you groove to a tune that is dedicated to Satan? You ought to know something about Satan. Before he fell, he was called Lucifer, which means light bearer a bearer of light, he was an incredible, beautiful, overwhelmingly impressive archangel. He was called the son of the morning, Lucifer the light bearer. And the Bible intimates that he was likely the very first musician. Prophet Ezekiel goes back in time, goes past the Garden of Eden, goes way into centuries and millennia before God said, let there be man. When this archangel Lucifer existed before his fall and Ezekiel describes him, he says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. In other words, he was bedecked with beauty. He was an incredibly beautiful, magnetic creation of God. Now listen to what Ezekiel then inserts into the verse. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. He's literally saying that built within the infrastructure of Lucifer's body was musical instruments, timbrels and pipes. He was created to bring forth music. Apparently, he led in celestial music before his heart was lifted up with pride over his great beauty, and he took a third of the angels with him in his rebellion. And there is no question in my mind that one of the ways he was able to persuade them to rebel was the power of music. He was charismatic. He was unbelievably appealing. So what does that tell us? That Satan fully understands the power of music, and he uses it to indoctrinate, seduce, and lure the unsuspecting into evil. I'm going to tell you, when I was in the drug culture before I was saved as a teenager, music was the Pied Piper that led me down that wide road that leads to destruction. Those lyrics and that beat and that music and the message of that song and the spirit that came through it was always at my right side, helping lead me down that way. So you're dealing with a being in the world who understands music and the power of it. And the second source of music is the world. Songs from the world can be either positive or negative. They can be good or bad. Positive worldly songs can be about wholesome things like life, you know, children, God's creation, legitimate love between a man and a woman. Almost every popular song throughout history has been about love between a man and a woman. Negative worldly songs, on the other hand, promote depression, 
hopelessness, immorality, suggestive lyrics, a spirit comes through those songs and that music that lures into the world, negative worldly songs. Now, I'm going to tell you, I believe that Christians can be entertained with positive worldly songs, but not a steady diet of positive worldly songs because they don't edify, they don't build you up in the spirit. They are not spiritual songs from the Holy Spirit. They are worldly. So I listen to the golden oldies. I listen to 98.7 and I was dismayed last night to find most of my congregation had no idea where that was. <laughs> it's the golden oldie station. And there's a lot of good something about love and life and you know, and they're harmless, but I don't feed on it as a steady diet because there's another kind of song, another kind of music, and it's called godly music. Godly music is filled with thanksgiving, praise, and worship toward God. Godly music teaches sound doctrine and encourages noble, holy, good, and righteous living. That's what sound, godly music does. Praise and worship music is the best type of music to listen to. Listen, if your house is under an oppression, if your house is under attack, if your children are under attack, your finances, your marriage, one of the best things you can do is turn off ABC, NBC, CBS, and all the rest of them. Close People Magazine, find some praise music, crank it up and let it fill your house because praise music brings the Holy Spirit into your home. Music and praise are so important that the Bible gives we believers very, very clear instructions on it. Listen to this powerful verse. I read this week and it hit me in a way that I haven't been hit by it in a long time. Listen to this powerful verse, Ephesians 5.18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Amen. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he's given us a choice. You can be drunk with wine or you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, we have dogs and I've seen many, many times, I can throw a fake bone to one of my dogs and they'll snatch up that fake bone and look at me like, thanks, master, and the tail will wag and all of that. But while they've got that fake bone, if I throw down a real steak bone with real meat on it, they don't even pray about it. They smell that steak. They drop the fake bone and grab the real thing immediately. My dogs have more sense than some people. Because listen, there is something better than wine, better than alcohol, better than drugs, better than immorality, better than what this world has to offer. And it is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, he says here, I, let me tell you how to get filled or be filled, be continually being filled with the Spirit. He says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, all the men in here say, singing. And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now notice Paul mentions three kinds of songs. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Well, we know all about the Psalms. The longest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. And it's essentially a huge hymn book. The book of Psalms is the hymn book of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So the book of Psalms isn't just inspired 
in a way that we would say that a musician was inspired to write a song, but it means the book of Psalms is God breathed. God breathed out the instructions and the encouragements and the exhortations that are in the book of Psalms telling us how to worship and how to praise and encouraging us to live a life like that, to live in the praise zone. The English word psalms is from the Greek word psalmoi, and it means a striking of a finger on a stringed instrument using music. And they overwhelmingly encourage us to praise God. Listen to Psalms 150. Praise the Lord. Can everybody say with me? Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary here. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise the Lord. Verse 6 says, Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Amen. We'll get back to Pastor Jeff in a moment to close out today's program. But first, I want to share something about our program. Our mission is actually very simple. To share the life-changing good news of Jesus Christ in a way that gets hardwired into your life. And we trust these messages from Pastor Jeff aren't something you can only listen to and enjoy, but that they inspire you to share with others. The message of the gospel is something everyone needs to hear, and that's why it's a priority to us. And you get to join us in this important mission. Call us at 877-884-3111 to say you're in, or drop us a line at our website, hardwired.org. Well, here's Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. So Paul tells the New Testament church, I want you to sing the Psalms. I want you to praise him with Psalms because that's the Holy Spirit songbook. And then we're to praise him with hymns. What's a hymn? It's simple. A song in honor of God. That's what a hymn is. A song written to honor God. And I was amazed to find that Jesus loved singing hymns. One day he told his disciples, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I would love to know what that hymn was. That would be the all-time best-selling hymn in all of history. But Jesus sang a song written to honor God. But then the Bible says we're to sing spiritual songs. Now I read that and I go, all right, there's psalms and there's hymns, but what in the world is a spiritual song? Because aren't those two things spiritual songs? The word spiritual means that which flows out of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this, because we're about to be told something about ourselves you probably didn't know. It says, speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the Spirit who lives in you. So speak to one another with a psalm, with a hymn, and songs from the Spirit. Sing, he goes on to say, and make music from your heart to the Lord. So watch this, a spiritual song is a song the Holy Spirit gives to us that flows extemporaneously from our heart to the Lord. He's telling us, God wants you to make up a song and sing it to him. No, Pastor Jeff, I can't do that. Well, let me just make a suggestion. Let's just think of some of the songs we all know. God is so good. I guarantee you, somebody was sitting there one day and the Holy Spirit 
moved on them and they started thinking of those, you know, God is so good. God is so good. And they just put music. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And they started singing it. And they had a song to the Lord. And then he is Lord. He is Lord. And I know I'm not a soloist, but I'm going to show you what I mean. <laughs> he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. And they sang it. And what about good old kumbaya? <laughs> Somebody was sitting there one day and just said, because you know it means come by here. Kumbaya, my Lord, come kumbaya. They were thinking it was a prayer. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. And they sang the prayer. And it caught on. And I wore it out. <laughs> but it was a simple song God gave somebody. And he says, I want you to sing a spiritual song. I'm going to challenge you, church. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Tomorrow morning when no one's looking, no one's around, or when you're in your car, no one's there with you, so you won't be embarrassed, don't have to worry about what somebody's thinking. I want you to sing a new song. Just let God hear from you. Even E.T. phoned home. <laughs> let God hear from you. And just say, all right, Lord, just pick a few words and put a little melody to it and begin to sing it because you're singing a new song, a spiritual song, a spiritually inspired song to the Lord. How many of you say, okay, I'll try it. Come on, let me see. All you guys, come on, guys. Some of you guys, you can't get your hands half-masked. I want you to sing a new song to the Lord. Singing spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. It's not complicated. It's very easy. Simple tune or melody to some simple words, and you've got a new song. God says to Christians, do this very thing. Because when we sing hymns and psalms and spiritual songs, we are literally blessing the Lord and he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. This is my third time to preach this and I could preach it again as soon as y'all are gone because this is moving on me. Now, here's where it really gets good. Praise not only blesses the Lord, but watch this. Music and praise, that dynamic duo, praise with music releases the anointing of the Holy Spirit. What is the anointing of the Holy Spirit? It says the anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks the chains of bondage. The anointing of the Holy Spirit breaks the yoke, breaks Satan's traps. The anointing of the Holy Spirit annuls Satan's power. Satan can't stand in the presence of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. One day, the prophet Elisha was approached by a man who wanted ministry. And the prophet Elisha made a strange request. He said, okay, you want some ministry? I'll give it to you. But first, bring me a man who plays music, worship music. Bring me a worshiper first. So they went and found a man. And the man came and played music. And listen to what the Bible says. When he played the music, the power of the Lord came upon Elisha. See, when you and I, this is, we've got to understand that worship and praise are not just something that bless the Lord, but they are spiritual weaponry against the enemy who attacks every believer every day. Think of David. David was a teenager 
And one day they came to him when he was in the field shepherding the sheep and they said, believe it or not, David, prophet Samuel is here and he wants to see you. So David came and prophet Samuel poured oil on his head and anointed him to be the next king of Israel in front of all of his brothers. Well, he went back to shepherding sheep, but then they summoned him again. And it was this time to go and play music for a madman, to play music, to worship God in the presence of a man who was losing his mind. His name was King Saul. And the Bible says that demon spirits, evil spirits had begun to trouble him and torment him. And one of his servants has suggested there is a man who plays music in a way that brings the power of God that will do something about your torment. And so they went and got David and they took him into the inner chamber. And when he walked in, what did he see? A man with wild eyes who was losing his mind, losing his grip on reality, sitting there not knowing what to do. And he said, play. And David began to pluck the strings of that harp and he began to play worship music. And the Bible says, as soon as he began to worship God, the evil spirits departed from Saul. Why? Because praise dispels and drives away the enemy of our soul. The anointing comes when you praise God. That's why there's times you ought to stand in the middle of your living room in your house and say, Satan, that's it. You're attacking my money, my marriage, my kids. You've gone far enough. I'm about to do something about it. I'm not going to use carnal weaponry, but I'm about to praise God. And you lift up your praise to God. And the Bible says the anointing will come. Music and praise confuse and defeat the enemy. Instead of hell giving me hell, I'd like to give hell heaven and praise God until the anointing falls and hell is driven off of my life. I'm talking to you folks about canceling satanic assignments. See, there's a bullseye in the chest of every believer, every believer's home, every believer's marriage, every believer's life. There is a bullseye there. And Satan will release assignments against believers. I know that he does. An assignment. Go get that one. Go try to drag that one down with this and that one down with that. Go attack this one with that weakness. He knows where we've been weak in the past. And there is a, an assignment released against us, against our loved ones. There are times if Satan can't defeat you, he'll defeat somebody whose defeat defeats you. I'm going to say that again. You love people around you, and if Satan can't bring you down, sometimes he'll try to defeat somebody whose defeat defeats you. It is a satanic assignment. But, oh, church, we have weaponry. We have weaponry in God. I'm telling you what the Bible says. One day, David was under attack. Satan was breathing down the nape of his neck. The fire of hell was licking up under his feet. He was about to be taken down by an enemy, and listen to what he did. He said, I will praise you. Lord, with all my heart, I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name. Four I wills there when he was under attack. I will praise you. I will tell of you. I will be filled with you and I will sing praises to your name. And look what happened as soon as he did that. The very next verse says, my enemies retreated. My enemies retreated. They staggered and died when you appeared. When did God appear? 
I will praise you. I will tell of you. I will be filled with you and I will praise your name. And that's when the Lord showed up and the enemy retreated. Here's the truth. A praising church is feared by hell and loved by heaven. I want hell to get nervous every time hell knows we're about to meet. Because we don't have any power in and of ourselves. But when you get a church that understands the power of praise and they get together and begin to really praise and worship God, then the real power and the real champion of champions falls down upon us and his name is Jesus and the gates of hell cannot prevail against a praising church. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless, and thanks for listening to Hardwired.